Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Now, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. It is my pleasure to be joined on the WTMJ hotline by the senior senator from the state of Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. Senator, good afternoon. Well, Jeff, hope you're doing well. well we, we are doing well. Thank you for rescheduling. We had, I know we were booked to talk about it this an hour ago, but we had some severe weather that was moving through the area. So I appreciate your will, your flexibility with this interview. Yeah, not a problem. I haven't heard. Uh, was there real damage? Anybody injured? Uh, no, I, I don't believe so. Um, 22,000 people without power. You know, it's just a, a, a pop-up series of storms and a couple tornado warnings and stuff. But I think we, we ended up doing as well as could be expected. Senator, um, all right, I, I don't know if you were aware of this. Within the last hour, Marquette University Law School released its latest poll, has you opening up a six-point lead over Mandela Barnes. This is, of course, like a 13-point swing over the, the last two months. A- any comments, on, and I understand everybody's a little bit skeptical about polls, but but any comments on the latest poll results? Well, yeah, I always approach these races like they're pretty much dead even because it's Wisconsin and we're a pretty divided state. Uh, but to the extent there has been a movement in the polls, and I think there probably has, it's just that we've now been able to tell the truth about Mandela Barnes. Uh, he's been hiding from the press through most of his campaign. Uh, but now we're talking about how he truly does want to defund the police, how he seems to have more sympathy for the criminals than the victims. I mean, a good example of that is the callous Tweedy uh, tweeted about uh, Congressman Scalise, you know, who almost died from uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, said that he was just taking one for the team. Uh, so now that people realize that not only Lieutenant Governor Barnes, but also Governor Evers, uh, completely soft on crime, they wanted to reduce the prison population by 50%. They reduced it 15%, including 884 parolees, uh, 784 were violent criminals, including 44 child rapists, 270 criminals who primarily committed or attempted murder, and they were horrific murders, according to the News Council in Wisconsin right now. So people are are realizing that the crime is increasing. It's because of these Democrat uh, soft on crime policies. Senator Johnson, the same day that the poll comes out showing you pulling ahead to a, a what I would consider to be a significant lead, uh, the, the local newspaper goes all in in, in saying that you, Ron Johnson should not be reelected. I want to I, I want to talk about a couple of their points with you, because I admit some of these it seems like they're talking points from the Barnes campaign. Um Ron Johnson shouldn't be reelected because he wants to upend Medicare and Social Security. Jeff, I want to save Social Security and Medicare. I have from day one. You know, I've been accused of this for the last three elections. You know, what I'm pointing out is that the greatest threat to Social Security and Medicare is this out-of-control deficit spending and our out-of-control debt. Uh, why do you think we have uh, eight? I think it's 8.5% inflation? Uh, well, actually, we haven't got the, the new number in on that. It's 8.5% PPI report. But it's because of this out-of-control deficit spending. A dollar you held at the start of the Biden administration is now worth 88.3 cents. That's crushing seniors. If you were a senior on a fixed income and you were fortunate enough to have a nest egg at the start of the Biden administration, for ease of calculation, let's say $100,000, that's only worth $88,300. That's the impact of -of out-of-control deficit spending. So I'm just honest with Wisconsinites, I'm pointing out the fact that the Social Security Trust Fund 
it will be depleted in you know 2033 to 2035. Uh, we already have passed the point where benefits exceed the payroll tax revenue generated, so we're starting to draw down on the trust fund. Uh, that, by the way, is pretty much a fiction. A, a U.S. government bond held in the hands of the U.S. government really doesn't have value. It does if you hold it, but in the hands of the U.S. government, uh, all that happens is when the trustees turn that bond into the U.S. Treasury, they have to issue another bond to borrow money. And the danger is, at some point in time, creditors are going to look at the U.S. government and say, your credit risk, we'll loan you money, but not at that rate. And if we were to return to the interest rate that we averaged over the last three decades of the last century, 5.4%, which is a pretty reasonable interest rate, uh, that would increase our interest expense per year by $1.2 trillion, which is what we spend on Social Security today. So I'm just pointing out the looming danger uh, and potential crisis of a debt crisis because we haven't controlled spending. And I think we have to look at the entire budget and start prioritizing things. And top of the priority for me is honoring those promises to seniors. Uh, one of the other, and we've talked about this before, Senator, but one of the things is that the local editorial board says as well, he made sure his ultra-wealthy donors got a giant tax break. Well, can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. So it was, I'm the guy who during Republican tax reform, when all we were going to do is cut taxes for the top 5% of American businesses, the C-Corps, because I come from the private sector, I said, whoa, hang on, guys. You know, we're leaving 95% of American businesses out of this. Do you realize that? I think a lot of my colleagues didn't because they had no experience in the private sector. So I dug my heels and said, no, I'm not going to vote for this until every business gets a tax cut. And as a result, 95% of American businesses also got a tax cut, more than 20 million tax filers, Jeff. And uh, they were... As a result, the mom-and-pop shops, small businesses were able to stay competitive with the big guys and survive the pandemic. I can't tell you how many businesses have come up to me and said, you know, were it not for that tax cut, Senator, we would not have survived the pandemic. So it's really, you know, I don't think there are many senators can look at that significant achievement, uh, throw throw it on top of that right to try. It's my bill that saves lives, our Joseph Project that transforms lives. I'm, I'm pretty proud of my accomplishments as your U.S. Senator. Uh, you know, Senator, one of the other claims is, and, and th- this one, I'm not sure where this came from, but it's Ron Johnson has displayed a stunning lack of interest in creating jobs in Wisconsin. And I, I have no idea exactly where that comes from. They, they, they just make it up. You know, I actually started a manufacturing business. I created good-paying manufacturing jobs in Wisconsin. I didn't export jobs overseas. I exported plastics to China. So this is, the, you know, these charges are made up out of whole cloth. It's the same old dribble you hear out of Democrats and liberals all the time. And unfortunately, you know, the, the liberals in the mainstream media, certainly on the editorial board of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, they just amplify the lies of uh, the Democrats. It's very unfortunate. It's, it's, it's poisoning our politics. I, you know, one of the other claims, and then, then we'll move on to a couple other things in the time we have left, but he, he, Ron Johnson is a climate change denier. Do you consider yourself to be a climate change denier? No, I, climate has always changed, always will change. I'm just not an alarmist. You know, I don't believe that the world's going to end in 12 years. And, you know, if you go back and you take a look at predictions from Al Gore or whoever, you know, the polar ice caps, for, I think they said we were going to be uh, totally melted by the year 2014. Well, it's 2022 and they're still there. Um, 
you know, I often point out that it was less than 20,000 years ago when Wisconsin was covered by a glacier, okay? Um, and, by the way, the, the, everybody's concerned about sea level rise, right? Do you know how, how much the sea has risen in the Bay of San, San Francisco since the last glaciation period, which is just a blink of the eye in geologic time? 390 feet. So, again, I, I try and put everything in perspective. I'm a huge environmentalist. I can, I'm concerned about groundwater. Uh, you know, I'm concerned about the pollutions that actually do impact us, something that we can do something about. I, you know, when Russia and India are going to continue to use fossil fuels, and quite honestly, we'll need to use fossil fuels to power our economy, we're finding out that wind and solar is not reliable enough, and it makes our grid very unreliable. I, I just am not willing to spend hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, uh, trying to solve a problem that we really can't impact. Senator, I, I think if you look at the the, the top concern that, that many people have nowadays, it is it is rising costs. It's it's inflation. It's you know gasoline back around four dollars or over four dollars a gallon, and it's you know everything we buy, whether it's at the grocery store or things we order for our homes or whatever. Just just the price is going through the roof. What what can Washington do? What would you like to see done? What will you do if and when you're reelected a uh, month from now? We'll return to energy independence against the Democrats' war on fossil fuel that purposefully drove up the cost of energy and gasoline to force you into an electric vehicle. I mean, they, again, these things didn't just happen. This was done on purpose in terms of gasoline prices. And this out-of-control deficit spending. And I've got uh, a pretty good record in terms of voting no on this massive spending. It uh, takes courage to vote no, Jeff, because when you vote no on these trillion-dollar bills, you know, within a trillion-dollar bill, there are things we do need to spend money on. And, and I actually do try and insert or certainly fund things that are worthy of funding. But in the end, you know, I vote no. I, I just refuse to continue to mortgage our children's future because I think it's immoral. Uh, Senator, you've got a debate. What coming up? I think it's, it's tomorrow night. It's the second debate. What, uh, what should we anticipate? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I hope it's not an ambush like uh, last Friday's where every question came from the, the left and set up uh, Mandela Barnes. Uh, I hope it's a little more fair and balanced, and I hope it actually focuses on the issues impacting Wisconsinites. We barely, barely didn't talk about uh, inflation right. or rising crime or uh, high gasoline prices uh, last Friday. We really ought to talk about that uh, tomorrow, but um, – you know, it's the liberal media that run these things, so I, I don't have a great expectation. You know, I, I thought it was so interesting that, you know, in, in an era where if you look at the issues, it, it's crime and it's the the border and it's the economy. And what was like the first question out of the box they asked you about, like, legalizing marijuana or something like that, which is really but something that, that the U.S. Senate has really very little to do with as a practical matter. Yeah, but, but even that was revealing because Mandela Barnes said that marijuana is harmless. He really ought to read more. Because, listen, I suppose some people can use marijuana responsibly, but it is far from harmless. There is mounting evidence of the harm that marijuana causes, particularly to young minds, uh, creates violent behavior in some people. Uh, it can be a disaster from a standpoint of public safety and law enforcement in the, in the states where it has been legalized. Uh, I, I would caution anybody who'd want to rush toward legalization of marijuana, but uh, anybody who says it's harmless simply is not well read, is not really looking at the evidence. Senator Ron Johnson, thanks so much for spending some time with me this afternoon. Hopefully we'll have a chance to chat um, before the election, which is coming up four weeks from yesterday.
Stay well. Take care. Take care. That's uh, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. And 